everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on today's episode is your friend and mine, Dr. Brooke Keels. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that we have never discussed before on Mercy Talk. We are going to be discussing the topic of sleep. If you have been around Mercy for long or you've been a listener of Mercy Talk, you know that we take a holistic approach when it comes to healing because we are all spirit, soul, and body, and one thing affects all of the other things. So today we're going to talk about how sleep, or for many of us, the lack thereof, uh, is affecting our mental and emotional health. And I know that in my own research on this topic, I was very surprised by some of the things that I learned. So we are glad that you've joined us today and we hope that you're able to learn a few new things as well. So let's dive in. Well, hello, Burke. Hi. I, uh, I'm very excited to talk about this topic today with you. I just feel like there's a lot of laughs ahead. Because oh, man. <laughs> like if you anyone... and I have such special relationships with this topic. We do. We've had a Especially lot of you. conversations over the years, mm-hmm. <laughs> mainly you judging uh, me in it. And <laughs> this may be, um, I know what the, the disordered eating one, I think I talked about, like, you know, I really like cake yes. and that's not good. Uh, yeah. This may be an area where I have <laughs> zero freedom. <laughs> like, <laughs> at all this is um, just basically this is going to be testimony uh yeah i like whatever what's the pre-testimony I, before your <laughs> before this is going to be confessional confession, confessional yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe right and then the testimony to, will come later you have to want to yeah. repent though so that's going to be that's true. Yeah. That's true. Listen, I'm not pushing you into anything today. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pretend like I didn't plan this show really basically just for you to make you talk about something you hate talking oh, about. Uh, I will say this. I um, this this topic was recommended to us. This, like I said, this is not anything we've ever talked about before on Mercy Talk. And um, I just thought it was interesting. I was like, I don't know about this. But then I started researching and I was like, what? There's some very interesting stuff out there. And as we were preparing to do the show, I mean, I'd been kind of gathering some research and all that good stuff. And a couple of weeks ago on the Today Show, which, by the way, I have recently been told is the mom show. What is? Which I, yeah, the Today Show. Oh. I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually don't know any men who watch the Today Show on their own accord. <laughs> it's yeah. just a bunch of women who, I don't know. I anyway, all this to say, I have, I do. I'm a Today Show watcher, guys. Um, okay. And they said on the Today Show that it was National Sleep Awareness Week, which, you know, in all my 40 years of living, I did not know that National Sleep Awareness Week was a thing. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of like, I was just excited because I was like, this is something we're literally going to be talking about on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Um, and apparently that is put on by the National Sleep Foundation, which was an organization that I found a lot of great information Um from on their on their website. And so uh, when I pulled that up on their site, it just said it was a week to re-emphasize the important connection between your sleep and your health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I think we should just probably lay it all out there, Brooke, and just start off by just being honest about our personal relationships with sleep, which I can say for me right now, I will go first. I okay. will go first. Okay. Let you just reflect for a moment. Um I have had like a such, I mean, I am in that insane season for anybody who's ever had children. I'm in that season where I, and and actually it's making me think back on my life. I'm like, I think I have a real paranoia about not getting enough sleep. And I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Like, I really don't. I just know that when we were like, we're going to have kids. I just thought I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to make it. Like when I hear about sleep deprivation of babies, like I'll die. I'm going to fall apart. I will not be able to function. Like, I just was like, this is not. And I do think obviously the Lord gives you what you need in the season that you need it. And somehow we've gotten through the baby stages with our kids, but, but I was insane. I was insane about making sure my kids were sleeping through the night. I was like, I have to sleep. If yeah. I'm going to be a functioning human, I have got to get my sleep. So, but, but at the same time, I mean, it just is what it is. I've got to 
a, almost one year old and almost three year old. They wake up, they, you know, they get up at the crack of dawn in the morning, you know? And so it's just like, I'm in that weird season of being like obsessed with getting sleep, but not able to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just, it was interesting <laughs> prepping for this being like, wow, yeah, that sounds like an awesome thing one day to get that much sleep or to be able to prepare for bedtime in such a manner as to, you know, have like this deep restorative rest. That's just not a thing of my life right now. And it is what it is. Yeah. So basically that was me just making excuses for the fact that I don't get good sleep right now. Yeah. You don't. Well, and I, I do appreciate that, you know, you did. And I remember when you had uh, the first one. <laughs> and you were like, this baby will sleep. And I was like, good luck. <laughs> and you did. But I, but I told you I messed up, right? I messed up. My kid didn't sleep through the night until he was like 14 months old, which is why one of the many reasons he is an only child. Um, <laughs> that so, would do it for me. Yeah. But I, yeah, me. I mean, I've, I've, I think I've said this on here before, but it, no better time. I, struggle with the uh, belief system. I don't know that I struggle with it at all. Actually, I should struggle with the belief system that I think that go sleep and going to the bathroom are a waste of time. Um, I think there's so many other things that we could be doing <laughs> that I personally could be doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not really efficient. Um, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> See, I feel that way about taking showers and hygiene. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting that you. Yeah. No, no, no. Those are pretty, those are pretty quick. I'm not a, I'm not a yeah. bath girl. You know, I don't want, we don't need to, <laughs> don't need to not waste time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's <laughs> um, get this done. Yeah. Let's get this done. Uh, and, um, you know, I do have to put makeup on just to not scare people. Uh, the older I get, that does have to happen, but that also mm. is about as quick of a process. <laughs> Uh, as I can make it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I just don't like it. And, and, and I'll say this once I go to sleep, it's fine. Right. But I, if I could just 10 PM to 3 AM, it's just like, that is my prime. That is when I get, could get, could get so many things done. If I could sleep from like 3 AM to 9 AM, I, you know, could maybe rule the entire world. Um, we're not sure. <laughs> we're not sure. Cause I can't ever sleep that late. Cause then, jury's still up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do have to yeah. parent and, um, you know, take my kid to school and all that. So yeah, but this is, it's really tough for me because it's so fun. I meet people that are like, I love sleep. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, like when it happens, but I don't like want it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't want it. Um, yeah. But again, also the it's older funny. I get, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. We, we literally are coming at this thing from two pretty opposite uh -huh. extremes. Cause I've got this weird obsession with it and I'm not somebody who like sleeps for 10 hours a night or ever yeah. has ever slept for 10 hours a night, but I just like, Can't I don't know. I don't like you. being tired. Yeah. I think I don't like being tired. I don't, I guess that's what it is. Um, so guys, this could be a really interesting show you got people coming at this topic from some pretty wild extremes here but uh i don't know maybe that'll be uh easier or at least maybe more entertaining to listen to um as we tackle this one and i think you know as you have <laughs> so beautifully pointed out for us uh -huh. i think our culture by and large kind of tells us, even though you didn't say this, then I'm going to just go, I'm just going to assume that you do not believe this, but maybe you do, uh, okay. that sleep is for the weak. I just think that's what our culture tells us. If you sleep, it means you're a pansy. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I mean, so one thing I did learn in researching for the show was that the world's second highest traded commodity after petroleum uh -huh. is coffee. Yes. It's coffee. As you and I both raise our mugs on screen to one another, I'm sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have two. I do. Perfect. Because I need Perfect. it Thank iced you. and hot. <laughs> if you only. Oh, my perfect. goodness. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we truly do. I mean, we live in this, like, five-hour energy, Red Bull, yes. like, everything. Like, yep. what do we need to do so that y'all can sleep as little as possible and we can just pump be full of, like, fake energy? <laughs> uh, you know, it's not... 
it's not shocking. And knowing that and considering the fact that, and I'm, I honestly, I didn't research this, but I'm very interested to know, is this an American thing? Do other countries have this whole thing about the sleep thing? Is this just a U.S. thing? I don't know. I think because uh, I live here, so I'm not really yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't. I don't feel like I've ever heard anyone. I, I feel like that fits into our, you know, culture of like just working yeah. as much as possible and all that. I mean, again, I could, yes. I could be wrong, but it does feel very. I'm sure, like, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't let me you know what I don't even know where states are. So let me not get into the, you know, other people's sleep <laughs> culture. I'll just stop with that. I would like to add, though, that Red Bull um, does also have vitamins in it. So like, I mean, maybe it also gives to you. You're right. In, in Listen, ways. one thing I did not, one thing I did not expect mm-hmm. in this episode was that you would actually be pushing back on the very things that we are sharing. So this mm-hmm. this is going to be even more interesting than I thought. Oh yeah, because no, we're you're supposed right. to I be actually... helping people. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, I'll. Uh, <laughs> I actually. I'll be dishonest. <laughs> okay, guys. For what it's worth, let's have yeah. Mm-hmm. Red Bull is good for you. That's that's mm-hmm. basically the message of this podcast. Yep. Oh science, man, this will so, be good. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh, I will say that, so the stats that I found were, yes. uh, you know, around the U.S. And so according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, every one of us knows the CDC for the rest of our lives for after the these, you know, last two years. Mm-hmm. We know who that is. So um, a third of adults in the U.S. report that they get less than the recommended amount of sleep each night, which, by the way, the recommended amount of sleep is seven to nine hours per night for healthy adults. And a third of adults in the U.S. say that they get less than that amount of sleep. I'm going to be completely honest with you. That shocked me. I assumed it would be like 70% of adults. So I don't know. But apparently that's what I I assumed that most, the vast majority of Americans would report that they get less than seven to nine hours. I don't know many people who get that much sleep, honestly. Yeah. Um, But that's what's recommended. And I mean, the ever, ever. Uh, I mean, seven is the goal in my world, um, which I guess that still falls in that recommended amount. But, it does. Um, you know, that's for adults. That's for healthy adults. Babies, children, even, oh, yeah, you know, teenagers, more. they need even more sleep for that, yeah. you know, for their own like growth and development. And so I do think most people would agree and probably know from their own experience that sleep does affect your mental and emotional state. I think it's, there's no like shocker that people say when Mm -hmm. someone's in a bad mood that they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Right. I mean, or let's be honest, anybody got a toddler out there? What happens when that toddler does not have a nap? Are they pleasant and kind and sweet? No, they're a disaster, like mentally and emotionally. Like if you can see how that plays out for a toddler, you can see very clearly, okay, the lack of sleep affects the mental and emotional state of human beings. Um, and so I think, again, as I said, even in, in the intro for the show, like we always talk about how we are whole beings, you know, we're made up of spirit, soul, and body. So we need to look at and address all of the parts. And typically on Mercy Talk, we're talking more about the mental, emotional, spiritual. We don't talk that much about the physical component. So that's why this is kind of an interesting topic for us. But Um, In no way, as we even kind of talk more about this today, are we saying that getting more sleep is the be all end all cure for Mm -hmm. your, you know, struggles, mental, emotional health, but getting better sleep can absolutely be an important part of, you know, a much larger plan. We can't discount um, probably the power that sleep would hold over those different areas of our lives. So I would be interested, Brooke. Mm -hmm. Just in your perspective, you know, from your experience in counseling, from working in treatment centers, like how you have seen sleep affect the mental, emotional health of people that you work with. Yeah, I think I'll um, differentiate my personal self and struggles from there. You go. There you go. My professional self, and just say, I mean, yeah. At the at the end of the day, sleep is imperative, um, especially in healing your physical body. Um, you know, as, as most of you know, I work, I've worked at multiple treatment centers and, um, specifically addiction treatment in the past. And then of course with mercy, uh, and you, the healing that happens in the body and the brain specifically during like with proper sleep hygiene, um, you just can't make up for it any other way. Um, 
And, you mm. know, especially if you've been hindered in some way, either long-term, you know, medicine use, right? So we have a lot of, you know, worked a lot of people that they were put on stimulants at a really young age for ADHD, for example. Like there's a lot of things that your brain mm -hmm. has had to process through with, you know, medications or uh, physical ailments or whatever it is. And truly the body heals the absolute most through rest. It just does. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, and to make this a little personal, you know, this about me too. When I get sick, I literally mm -hmm. just hibernate. You just will not hear from me. Um, I will go sleep and then I get re-energized and then I can go back to not sleeping again. Uh, I'm not saying that it's right. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you what happens. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, can we just yeah. point out the fact that this, this specific episode, yeah. we had to push back more than once. Yeah. Because I was sick. Our friend Brooke was sick. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. was, which I obviously very sad for you because you were really sick. Yeah. But I just was like, how ironic is this right now that this is the show? I know. So I've actually, <laughs> I've slept so much. I don't really need to for a while. Um, <laughs> no, that was definitely, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy uh, how, how that happens. And, and yeah, and I'm normally not, mm -hmm. I mean, I will say I'm, I'm a relatively healthy person. I'll typically get sick, but it was, it's been an interesting go of it all. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, I, uh, yeah. And so it is, it's imperative. It is, um, you know, there's so much research about it and, and, you know, to set back, put my professional hat back on, um, you know, mm -hmm. I think Harvard did a study, uh, in really recently, right. It's August, 2021. And they said that chronic sleep problems affect 50 to 80% of patients in a typical psychiatric practice compared to 10 to 18% of the adults in the general U S population. And so I Man. don't know. And I'm even, as I'm sitting here talking, I'm trying to think of all of the clients or patients or counselees, you know, that I've seen or worked with even adjacently. Um, mm -hmm. I would say maybe 1% don't have issues with sleep. Um, mm. So, you know, and that's wow. been hundreds of people. And so it is, it's just a huge, it's a huge part of, especially if you just feel like, you know, not having clarity of mind and not having, you know, and even for myself, I'm very aware when I've pushed it too far, right? I can't think as clearly. I mm -hmm. can't, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, and then of course my, you know, husband gets onto me and all that, you know, but <laughs> it becomes very evident. Yeah. But, but if you're dealing with any sort of, mental health issue, even just down to, you know, just fatigue and all of that, like you, the healing that happens during proper sleep hygiene. And that's not just a one night thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's actually having some level of structure to your sleep. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and I'll tell you this, if you don't believe it, I mean, truly, I think you try it and see how different you feel, how differently you feel Yeah. and then guard it, you know, yeah. and, and you've got yeah. to, um, really be aware of what you need and what your body needs in that space. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Which I'm excited about because we're going to, we're going to include today, you know, some of the really practical things that, um, of ways just to improve your, your sleep. Um, so I'm very excited to kind of dive into that stuff, but I will say, you know, and what, as I was, as I was reading and researching, you know, I think it's very easy for us to see how, like, if you are struggling with, um, you know, especially if you've got a significant, you know, mental health disorder or something that you're struggling with, how your sleep would be affected by that. But yep. I was reading a lot. I saw this in quite a few different places about how there's a lot of research showing that it's both, it's both ways that, you know, having a mental health disorder can make sleep a lot harder, yes. but at the same time, having poor sleep can actually be a contributing factor to like the worsening of mental emotion. So it's like, oh it goes gosh. both directions. Yes. Yeah. So that was very interesting to me. I mean, it makes sense, but I just hadn't, I guess, really thought about that. Yeah. If you, if you, I mean, truly, like if you struggle with any mental health thing, especially that you feel like needs to be medicated, you know, whatever it is, you have to fight for your sleep. You have to, like, mm -hmm. there has to be a structure around it and you, you know, and some people, mm -hmm. you know, have to take, and there's, there's plenty of non-addictive medications that can help you sleep. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of people, sleep isn't a safe place, right? They might deal with 
depending on mm. PTSD or different things of that nature. Um, but I think of, of all the things that you can control, fighting for that is one of the priorities that, that you would need. Like if, if yeah. you're struggling with something, you're like, I'm sick of feeling this way and dealing with this mental health, you know, from, I, mean, I mentioned ADHD, but anxiety, depression, bipolar, you know, uh, mm. you know, any of, any of those things, um, any of, of that fun mm-hmm. mix, um, addiction, like you gotta, that's where your brain can do a lot of healing. And so going, and it's, it's interesting yeah. to me how many people will not go get sleep studies I'm like, it's so simple now to get those done, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Can you unpack that? I I actually remember recommending this to someone the other day and they were like, what, what, what really is, what happens in a sleep study? So can you even speak a little bit to that? Yeah. I mean, there's a few different ways to do it. Some of the more severe, and it used to be this way that you would have to like go in and sleep and they would monitor you. Right. But now with, you know, the internet, um, they can basically set you up, monitor you in your own bed. Uh And, you know, Uh they just take some readings and they'll see if you have sleep apnea like that. And I don't know if you have the stats on that, but that's like incredibly underdiagnosed. Um, so, you know, that's when you just stop breathing while you sleep Mm. and that's not great Mm. because, Mm -hmm. you know, oxygen and stuff. And so, but it's Mm -hmm. been incredible. And I can think of just in the past six months, we've had two, clients that struggle with sleep apnea. And, you know, we basically had to, I'm saying this metaphorically, fist fight them into getting a sleep study and then actually wearing their CPAP machine. But once they did, it was like just two completely different people, just totally different people. Wow. Um, Yeah. So being able to breathe and have the proper amount of oxygen as you sleep. So for everybody out there who you know, stops breathing and your spouse hits you and is like, roll over, <laughs> you know, maybe get a sleep study before you start trying to pop some ambulance. Consider, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, right, honestly, right. Yep. That, it's, it's so interesting to me. I feel like people will fight about like antidepressants or different medication, mm-hmm. but they'll take sleep meds without mm-hmm. getting checked out. I don't, I don't get that. It's like, very just interesting. The thing. I get yeah. that it's more effort, but what if it was just such a simple thing? Yeah. And, you know, and you don't have to be on addictive sleep medications. I think people who have been long-term smokers, yeah. you know, if, you know, that's can be a huge issue too. And, um, but mm. yeah, I mean, they're mm. so easy to get. Yeah. Just go get it done. I mean, that, that would be the number one thing I yeah. would say before you go. Like why not? Right. Yeah. Before you have right. your, you know, psychiatrist I mean- or doctor just give you a <laughs> concoction of things. Let's try sleep study. Mm-hmm. There you go. I, you know, I, like, so we've kind of talked about this, but I'm even interested to know if there's anything else you would say to just the, honestly, just the science behind this, because I think I've always believed, obviously, in theory that sleep affects me mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. I'm very aware of it because I'm so right. paranoid about getting enough right. of it. But it was very interesting researching the show and really learning more and more about how science and research is just confirming this over and over and over and over. You know, I said that I said earlier, that's the the sleep foundation, um, man, there's so much on there. Uh, I would encourage, you know, listeners, you can go to sleepfoundation.org and there's just so, I mean, it's just a wealth of information, research tips, things, you know, to, to help in this area. Um, but it was just a, it was an awesome resource resource, you know, when I was preparing for this show, um, a lot of things that we're sharing today came straight from their site, but I just, I'm interested to know if there's anything else you would share just about the actual science behind this. Like what is, why, why do we say that the brain, you know, like needs sleep for its own healing? I mean, what, what's that all about and what's happening in our brain when we're sleeping? So not a neurologist. Um, I would just, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> say that but that's that out there. when that is when <laughs> you're yeah, closer but, than I am mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah you know fair um <laughs> I think so so here's, here's what's really really crazy about we'll just talk about it from you know a counseling therapeutic perspective and how the brain works when you sleep is when your brain processes all of the things right so mm-hmm. that's when your brain processes your day all of your past 
your past trauma, your past experiences, like that is when it is mm-hmm. working. And, you know, and I, I, I used to actually know this, but I'm not going to, you know, I don't quote statistics unless I know or whatever the percentage nope, which is. is but, good. Yeah, it is. So your brain yep. is the most awake basically while you were asleep. And, um, and, and there's really just these, it's, there's actually just really small, simple things you can even do to help your brain as you go to sleep to process through the night. Um, one in particular that I tell everybody, and I don't even think I told you I was going to bring this up, but just basically running through your day, right? So like right before you go to bed, you're laying in bed, you know, maybe you're like me and you bought a Tempur-Pedic mattress for your 40th birthday because there was nothing else to do. And, you know, so you're laying in your nice... <laughs> That feels like the correct purchase uh-huh. for your 40th uh-huh. birthday. Yeah. Couldn't go on a trip because, you know, well, the Omicron. So I was like, well, <laughs> we're buying a Tempur-Pedic. Um, so, yeah. So super, super stepping into that. Um, you know, but you're laying in your super comfortable mattress, you're about to fall asleep, and you literally just run through your day. So, like, thinking through, like, okay, uh-huh. 7 a.m., I woke up, got the kids ready for school, did this by 8 a.m. We were in the car. Like you literally just think through your day by the hour. Yeah. Right. You can do it in 30 yeah. minute increments. Doesn't matter, but it's, it's not meant to be that complicated. And you know, as you're falling asleep and it literally sets your brain up to process through your day. Um, and wow. it is, it is, it's actually really, I mean, I don't want to build it up too much, but I don't, I'm not wrong. So I can say this, um, it's really impactful. So I have different, you know, clients huh. that'll be like, I never dreamed. I dream all the time now. So, which again is a huge indicator Interesting. of where you are in your sleep cycle. Right. Um, you know, I've got others that were like, I wake up and I feel like I can think in the morning. I'm not quite as groggy. Like it's, it's just these small things that we can set, you know, ourself up for, but that's what your brain is doing. It is processing all of the things. And, and, you know, for, for those mm-hmm. of us that have walked through a lot of really hard things, and we've talked about this book before, but that body keeps the score, right. You know, the different things that we've walked mm-hmm. through in our trauma stays in our body. And, and if we can set ourselves up for our brain to process, you know, that, and it doesn't mean you have to consciously mm-hmm. bring it to mind, but just that you're allowing yourself to be mm-hmm. at rest and also don't be surprised that as you start getting more rest, all of a sudden you feel things coming up because your body's like, oh, well, now we can deal huh. with this. You're actually healthy enough yeah. for us to deal with this now. Um, and so, you know, that's a really good thing. Wow. Um, it's not a not a bad thing. Wow. You know, so, so people will be like, well, all of a sudden I'm like getting all this rest. And I'm feeling really good. And then all these memories are coming back. And I'm like, this is great. Because guess what? They didn't go away. Mm -hmm. They were just all repressed. Mm -hmm. And so now you're healthy enough to deal with them. So let's do it. Right. And you can deal with them and continue to have the energy to deal with them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Brooke, I don't dream. Oh, me neither. If I do, it's like God's coming back or something. So I'll call you. Yeah. Okay. Or it's sometimes it's weird. Now I'm like, shoot, I have (laughs) me who's so obsessed with sleep. Like I assumed I didn't dream because I was so deep mm-hmm. in slumber Maybe. that I yeah, just never came into that. Yeah. Yeah. Some people that's oh, not. A I thing, didn't ever imagine that dreaming was a good time. Try yeah. try this and see what happens. Keep this face. That is very. I, I've definitely never ever heard that. And I've. I mean, in all the yeah. reading and researching I've done, I did not. I had never heard that tip. So yeah. that's that's really good. Um, well, it's too it's too simple. You I know, think we want things to be very complicated. It's a pretty simple one you know, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, like I said, we have a lot of kind of tips to hit on, but I do think it's really, I think it's good to not to just try to like (laughs) over spiritualize every single topic that we ever bring up on uh, mercy talk. But I think, I think one of the things that we always talk about is just getting to the root of things. And so if sleep is a hard thing for you, or just even your desire to sleep, or you are kind of in that category of it's for the week and I don't have time for it. <laughs> it is very funny looking at you talking. Yeah, about no, this. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think some I think it's I think it's worth just considering. You know, what have I been like taught as far as just how to 
to view sleep, like taught from my culture, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're always, you know, we can sit here and talk about how it's so important to get sleep and get good sleep and have all of these great sleep hygiene things in your practice. Like, but if we don't really get to the root of kind of where our, what our mindset is and our, even our heart is towards this idea of sleep, I think we're never going to really get anywhere. And so I do honestly think that one of the things that is going on under the surface for a lot of people is like, you just kind of like lament the fact that you even need it. <laughs> like you resist what? the fact that you need it. I feel, yeah. I mean, truly like, I mean, and I fall into this category as well. I feel like people talk about naps, like taking a nap as if it is something that you have to earn and that you oh, feel right. guilty if you ever get one. I mean, like if you just like, if you sneak in a nap, like you feel a guilt around it, which is crazy because I don't remember where I read this and all this, but I thought it was so interesting. <laughs> Someone said, we don't feel like we have to earn the right to eat a salad or earn the right to like exercise, right? But somehow we somehow have to earn the right to sleep. Like, how did this get separated out from just a good, healthy lifestyle? Yeah. Eat healthy food, exercise, get good sleep. But somehow sleep has this weird guilt stigma attached to it. And I, you know, I do think that there's absolutely that piece of, uh, you know, it's kind of like busyness is like this badge of honor, like, oh, I'm so busy. I think being exhausted is also becoming this like badge of honor that people wear. It's like not cool to tell people, like everybody laughs at people who go to bed at 9 p.m. I just use the excuse that I have babies. So get off me, right? I need to go to bed at 9 p.m. I did laugh (laughs) at you before. So, you know. (laughs) I (laughs) Like if I tell people that I got eight hours of sleep one night, it's like, there's like an embarrassment behind it. I mean, even <laughs> I feel that because I think it's so like dumb when you say it out loud. People... It's so dumb. I know. Like, I get it. Yeah. It yeah. is like, but I think that we somehow think that it means that we're lazy or we don't have anything else important to do, which I'm like most anybody who knows me well is like the the thought of you being called lazy is hilarious. Cause I mean, I do wear myself out during yeah. the days that I'm, a, or the hours that I'm awake, but it's just, I do think that there is that thing of like anyone who sleeps too much or goes to bed too early is just tired and lazy or they don't have a life mm-hmm. because why else would they sleep? Right. So we, again, even if you relate it to health, we brag about the healthy eating that we do. I mean, in general, you know, or we, we brag about how much we're exercising or whatever, but we're embarrassed to talk about how much sleep we get. It's just very, very interesting. So yeah, I am going to read this little, little blurb that I read. It was, I just found a blog. Like I was just reading, I was just like going down the rabbit trail, (laughs) all the things on sleep out there. There was something I read that this, like, she's an ordained minister. I don't know who, who she is anything else about her, but she wrote this blog on sleep. And I'm going to read this because I did think it was very interesting. She said, the need for sleep challenges our obsession with control. Sleep forces us to let go. So much is, or so much is beyond our control while we sleep. We can't check our email. We can't check Instagram. We can't make any transactions. We can't make connections or plans. We can't even think about doing anything. Sleep is one of the only human activities that requires our undivided self. Now that is difficult for me. I am a multitasker. If I could actually accomplish things while sleeping, that would be amazing, but I can't. Well, besides what you just described as far as like process, your brain processing your whole day, which I would say is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that you brought that up because now I can feel like I am accomplishing things while I'm sleeping. Okay. I'm processing my whole brain. Anyway, it's great. So anyway, if that's hard for you, uh, maybe that connects, but Let's get back to the point of this. She said, as much as some may try, we literally can't do something else while we sleep, but sleep. Um, She even said, sure, we lock our windows and doors and have smoke detectors, but we are little more than sitting or lying ducks while we sleep. And she points out, Psalm 121 talks about, or it says, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. So she made this point that this idea of like unceasing vigilance is God's domain. And our striving to neither slumber nor sleep is is, is literally trying to grasp for this station that isn't even ours to grasp. There's only one who can know who doesn't have to slumber or sleep and it's the Lord. And so 
I just thought that was very interesting. It honestly hit me. Clearly it hit me personally uh, because I was like, I do think that even though I have this weird obsession with sleep, I also have a guilt associated with it. And I do have an annoyance with it. I'm like, like you said, I'm annoyed with the fact that I need to sleep, get all this sleep because I like to get a lot of things done. Mm -hmm. So when nighttime, when nine o'clock hits and I'm like, I know that for me to be my best self tomorrow means I need to go to bed. I'm annoyed every night by it. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want to, I just want to keep getting things done. And so I did connect with a lot of that. And I think at some level, probably a lot of people out there have some, some association like that. When it comes to sleep, I think it's just worth digging deeper and saying, like, what is that? Like, why am I so annoyed by this? Why do I not want it? You know, what's at the root of all that? So with that being said, well, if you have any thoughts on that. No, I I hate this topic so much. I hate it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Even you reading that quote, I was like, she's so dumb. She doesn't know anything. Stop it. (laughs) No. Quit it. And then you you quoted a Bible verse and I was like, well, I can't say that. (laughs) God's obviously not dumb. I just, <laughs> just like, this is so dumb. Oh my goodness. No, yeah. And I mean, That's again, good. and I'm with you, like it is, it is very much like even in the, in the seasons that I do well with sleep, which is actually right now, um, I am so like irritated, so mm-hmm. irritated by it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I don't know, it's, it's really ridiculous. Like last night, I think it was like, it was like 10 or 10 30 and Scott's I was Scott was getting up I was like what are you doing he's like I'm going to bed I was like it's 10 30 like we have so many hours <laughs> left and he's like what are you doing he's like well I need to sleep because I care about myself I was like oh okay all right so anyway um but yeah I mean it is <laughs> all it's, right you're it's gonna weird. go there. it's weird being yeah. at things and everybody's like oh it's getting late I'm like it's 10 o'clock guys we got three hours left what do you mean um and so and part of that I will say for me is is very much I think there's definitely been a seasons of of wearing exhaustion like a badge of honor and thinking because that's how I was taught my dad's the same way you know you just you kill yourself and then you go to heaven and God tells you how much yeah. better you are than everyone else. Cause that's definitely how that goes down. That's right. That's um, right. So, yeah. That's what so happens. glad you wore yourself out. Yeah. yeah. He was like, that's yeah. what I asked of you. Um, so hopefully yeah. everybody knows that is pure <laughs> sarcasm. Um, but you know, but I, I will say for me more than anything, the struggle is just like, I I'm like, there's just so many things to do. Like, I just like, doing Mm -hmm. stuff. I Mm -hmm. like researching things. I like reading things. And when everyone else is in bed, then I can do that uninterrupted. (laughs) So it's, you know, I mean, that's really kind of that there's a little bit of, you know, uh, kind of that sacred time, if you will, for me. And, um, and so one of our mutual, very close friends, she does that, but she gets up at like, I don't know, four 30 in the morning, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but mm-hmm. I get it. Like you have to fight for your time, but I do laugh because I will text mm-hmm. her at my bedtime and then she gets up like an hour and a mm-hmm. half later and then we'll text. Yeah. Get a response. <laughs> right. Back. Yeah. So I think <laughs> yeah. we've seen that on like our group texts and stuff. So anyway, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. And, and, but she's one of those that's unapologetically, she's like, this is what I need and everybody can back off. And so yeah. I will say to this, like everybody, can it off. is, it is truly ridiculous. If you are a person that does well off of naps, take a nap. Like do what you need to do. There is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with fighting for your health and what you need. And if you feel exhausted all the time, there is no way that you are able to truly think through what needs to be thought through the next day. Like if you're that busy, mm-hmm. you know, and I can say that truly from, from experience, but you're right. This does, um, I dislike this topic because it's making me be honest <laughs> about things that I don't want to deal with. Um, you know, so welcome to mercy talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, so anyway, I was gonna say, if we're yeah. not, if we're not honest, we're not anything. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I do, I think they're, you know, all that to say, like, I'm with you. Like I, I get feeling that way, but I also really respect the place that you come from of like, I have to, because you do prioritize your family mm-hmm. and you do prioritize your job in that too. And you can't be good to both yeah. without rest. And so, um, you know, sure. I tried really hard. Um, <laughs> that was, that was impressive. Yeah. We I'm glad we through. have this recorded. 
Do what? Yeah. You glad this is recorded? Yeah, I'm never saying this. I'm glad we, uh, yeah, I'm glad that what you just uh-huh. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts in my stomach right okay. now, but I'm saying it. Okay. Um, so all that to say, but let's talk about the practical piece of it. Um, so that we wrap up this podcast and you know, I can go back to my delusion. Um, but there, there are obviously, <laughs> we mentioned before, where you are going to need to seek medical intervention. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are really some also, yeah. uh, there's just some simple steps that you can take to improve your sleep. Um, and this is so true. I, this has been a thing for a very long time, but it's actually just set a fixed wake up time. Um, and it really is impossible for your body to get used to a routine if you don't have one. So, uh, it's really, if you, you know, are consistently waking up at different times, some people can't do this, but to the level that you can within like an hour, hour and a half range that you can, you know, I love, you know, some people are like me and they can sleep in until whenever on Saturday, some people are like Scott and he wakes up by seven, no matter what, um, you know, Mm -hmm. and can't go back Mm -hmm. to sleep. And I think you have to know your own self and what that looks like. And so if that's the case, then you play around on the back end or the front end, right. Of like going to bed earlier. Um, but absolutely like having a consistent wake up time is really, really good, um, for you, for your body, for your brain, um, budget time for sleep. So, you know, whatever the recommended amount was seven to nine hours. Um, I am so proud (laughs) if I get five or six. Uh, and so I will, I can't even say it. I will try. (laughs) I will work on this. I will work on it. Um, But it does make a difference. It does make a difference. uh, Getting the seven to nine hours, um, (laughs) building it into your schedule, uh, you know, and, and like I mentioned, having a fixed wake up time, going backwards and identifying a target bedtime. Um, And if you really Mm -hmm. truly are like Mm -hmm. me, I will tell you, I get everything that I possibly can ready for like the night before for the next day, like I get as much done the night before Mm -hmm. for the next Mm -hmm. day. Let me try that again. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I can wake up at the last possible second. Uh, and so I do (laughs) get as much, so if I can go to bed later, (laughs) then I can get it in, but I do have, you know, that piece, I do have to get up at, you know, at the same time pretty much every day. And so I build those things in. Um, and, and so, and that's what I tell myself if I don't prep it, prep for it now you're gonna have to get up earlier and that is very motivating for me yeah um well I will say it's funny just on that note like I remember at the beginning of the year when I'm always just like okay what's working for me in my life and what's not working for me right now and one of the things is like I just I need if I'm gonna wake up before my kids and get the things done that I want to get done and have just even a minute with the Lord in the mornings like I need to wake up at, and it, oh, it still hurts coming out of my mouth. I wake up at five. Oh, wake up that's five. so gross. So I'm like, if I'm going to actually get the amount of sleep that I need, like I can't, people say this all the time, like, oh, I need to wake up earlier. I'm like, yes, which means you have to go to bed earlier. Like, and it's not going to happen if you're still going to bed when you go. <laughs> so I was like, exactly like you said, you have to work it. Like, what time do I want to wake up? And then I'm going to work backwards to try to get the amount of sleep I need, which means you may be going to bed earlier than you've ever gone to bed. Uh-huh. It's it, painful, but it like, is. it's so important to yeah. actually plan for it, plan for it. So yes. anyway. Yep. We have hard. to be adults at some point. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not there. Yeah. I'm just saying that we should. Um, <laughs> so no, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, there is planning <laughs> that is required. Um, you yeah. know, this is another, another one that I'm not, I'm great at. I hate that you gave me this list. Uh, I should have just not been on this at all. I'm sorry. So avoid caffeine or stimulants too close to bedtime. Um, right before. Yep. Yep. Right before we started recording, uh, I shared that I have somehow become that person that sits on the couch for a minute and takes a nap, which I was never a nap person. And I think my follow-up comment was, this is why I drink Red Bull at 7 p.m. so that I can get through the rest (laughs) the rest of the day. Um, And so, yes, you should probably not do that if you're sensitive to caffeine. I know some some people are like, if they have caffeine after like 12, I personally have not noticed how it affects um, my sleep, but I'm sure if I quit drinking it, I might. (laughs) 
<laughs> might notice. I think that's actually yeah. a good point because uh, some people do. I strangely have no reaction to caffeine. Right. That's and people right. have been like, there's no way that's possible. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I can yeah. drink an entire pot of coffee before bedtime and it doesn't affect my sleep Same. at all. So I think that's a good point. Yeah. There are a few people who, yeah. So, so I'm just in theory, gonna, though, most I'm people probably shouldn't have caffeine. A pass on that one. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on. The next one is turn off your devices. Uh, this is just so true. Like they mm -hmm. are made to stimulate and they will do it. So, um, you know, if you can, and this kind of goes into the next one of establishing a nightly routine, um, mm -hmm. you know, having that, even if like, even if it is just like, okay, I know this sounds really dumb, but like, I brush my teeth and then I brush my hair. Like, even if it's just like this consistency, it literally lets your brain and body know, okay, we're going to bed. Like we're getting ready for bed. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny if you have animals, like our dog knows when these few things start happening, okay, it's bedtime. So he just yeah. goes ahead and gets in there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I think that, you know, so that's incredibly important. Turning off the devices is incredibly important. Um, and trying to disconnect. I do, I read before bed. That is what knocks me out. Um, and I've also, for those mm -hmm. of you who don't know, I use the abide app for a, a meditation right before bed. Um, and you obviously don't have to look at it, but you can be listening to it. Um, and it's, it's really, mm -hmm. really good. Um, because my other problem is once I get in bed, at whatever time, then I start thinking about all the things I'm missing out on. So I do have to actually, <laughs> I do have to actually wind down. Um, and so, yeah, so turning off the devices and building that into an actual nightly routine uh, is, mm -hmm. it's really important. And it just sets you up for success to go ahead and fall asleep more easily, especially if you're somebody who struggles falling asleep. This is really yeah. imperative. It's just interesting as you're sharing those things, because I'm like, this is the stuff that I've, you know, I've been obsessed with learning about baby sleep over the last few years. And these are the exact things that they say. I mean, from the earliest of age, like when they are a baby, start developing a routine for their bedtime because their body will know, oh, it's time to start shutting down. And the devices was a huge thing because remember, even they were saying like when, like when a baby is, you know, in those early weeks and they're waking up throughout the night, a lot of women will, uh, like, watch TV or have their phone out while they're feeding their baby in the middle of the night. And they're like, you don't know what you're doing to your child. Like it's going to be very hard for your baby to go back to sleep because that light, I mean that, that the light from those devices actually suppresses the melatonin. So it's like this hormone that promotes sleep, you're suppressing it by having this light. So it's just so interesting. The things that you're sharing, I'm like, this is what they say about babies. It's not like somehow as adults, we like overcome all of this. This affects our bodies as well. Probably not as, you know, maybe as powerfully as for a newborn baby, but if it, if that's how it works for them, there's no way that it doesn't affect us as well. So I just think that's very interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you shouldn't give babies caffeine before bed either. Um, I, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just, <laughs> no, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like you, just like you would guard that for your child and set up a routine, you know, and, and most of the parents who struggle with, um, or babies who struggle with sleep, right. It's when you know that when you travel and it messes your routine up, it's a nightmare. And so, you know, you try and keep mm -hmm. as consistently as possible. And it's the same for us. Like, how do we, you know, just fight for mm -hmm. that, our body being like, okay, it's time. And it just winds down and it sets and, and sets the cycle for the evening and then for the rest of your day, the next day. Um, yeah. So, and then this is an interesting one I, that I really never uh, thought about, but um, don't toss and turn. So uh, you must've found this one. Cause I haven't heard this. I like it though, but it says, I um, did. Yeah. It says that, uh, let's see, there's a healthy mental connection between being in bed and actually being asleep. So after 20 minutes, if you have not gotten sleep, get up, stretch, read, or do something else calming in a low light before trying to fall asleep again. That is really interesting. Um, I will tell you my trick mm -hmm. here, if I can't go to sleep, is I start thinking about all of the laundry that I need to do. And I'm like, you know, if I got up right now, I could go finish the laundry. And then I'm usually asleep pretty quickly. After, that. <laughs> after that, I think about chores I don't want to do. <laughs> it's 
typically. Oh man. Think, but that's good. But there are times too technique. that I've definitely, you know, just go, okay, I need to read a little bit longer. You know, like I need, you know, I, I'm not really falling uh-huh. asleep, so I need to read it. But that's good. I'm gonna um I'm gonna implement that in some other people's lives. Um so yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I did think that one was very, I'd never heard that. And, you know, I honestly have never really had issues going to, going to sleep at Mm -hmm. night. Um, But except for like, I remember sometimes as a kid before big day, like before the first day of school, I would lay in bed for hours and could never go to sleep. And I just remember it was, I dreaded it. Like I would dread Mm -hmm. it. And I had worked myself up into this like mental, I'm like, oh my goodness, tomorrow's the first day of school and I can never sleep. And I was, I mean, I dreaded it. And I would just lay in bed. And before I even got in bed, I already had this negative association with being in my bed, trying to go to sleep. So I just thought that was very interesting. It's like, you want to have a healthy connection between being in your bed and sleeping. So I just have never heard that either. So I thought it was an Mm -hmm. interesting tip. Really is. Um, for if you if you're not going to sleep, get out of bed, go do something else, just to kind of like calm yourself. And then, um, you know, what I did also think was very interesting. Um, so the Sleep Foundation that had this like National Sleep Awareness Week a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, they do a they do a I guess an annual poll. Um, and for this for the 2022 Sleep Foundation's survey, they found like their, I think their number one finding was that we can do better on our daily behaviors that impact our sleep. Like that's where we need to improve, I guess, just like as a country, like our daily behaviors. And so some of the things they talked about was, was being actually being aware and being careful with naps. If you are someone who takes naps, like obviously if you nap for too long or too late in the day, and again, I'm just thinking about my kids. I'm like, they can't sleep past 4 a.m. 4 p.m. They can't take naps longer than two hours, mm-hmm. which is never usually an issue. But like, these are rules that you have for babies. And I think it's important for adults too. Like if you nap too long or too late in the day, it's going to throw off your sleep schedule. It's going to make it harder for you to go to sleep. Uh, when you're ready to go to sleep. And so what I read, um, and I'm sure this was on the Sleep Foundation site, was the best time to nap is shortly after lunch or in the early afternoon. And this was crazy to me. The best nap length is around 20 minutes Hmm. for an adult. For an adult. Not for a child. In Jesus' name, they better sleep longer than 20 minutes. But... uh, (laughs) Uh, but I, I have found that for myself. I'm, I am not a napper. Um, but I will say like, if I sleep longer than 15 or 20 minutes in the middle of the day, if I ever do fall asleep, I'm, I'm like toast for the rest of the day. Like if I sleep for an hour, like I'm done, I can't get anything else done. I'm groggy all day, you know? So, um, I did think that was very interesting that that was the recommended amount for an adult. But another thing that they said was that just being out. And this is, I think because of people staying in their homes a whole lot more now than ever before, um, getting out and like actually seeing the light of day is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the national sleep foundation in their poll, they found that nearly half of Americans say that they are not exposed to bright light indoors in the morning or afternoon, which I was like, that is crazy. I would never have, never have guessed that, but, hmm. but it's important to know that our like actual internal clocks are regulated by light exposure. Again, sorry, I keep tying it back to this. They always say, take babies outside. Mm-hmm. They've got to be outside. They've got to be in the sunlight. They have to, because sunlight has the strongest effect. So mm-hmm. get outside, open up the windows or blinds, let in the natural light. That's a huge thing for babies. Again, it's important for us as adults as well. Yeah. Um, also, and this is where I will personally go ahead and confess that I struggle is finding actual time to move and doing exercise. Um, again, in this poll, they found that more than a third of Americans are falling short, and I am for sure in that third, um, falling short of the CDC recommendations for moderate or vigorous activity. And when they are not physically active, they are spending much of their time seated. Mm. Ugh, hurts. Um, it just hits home. But daily exercise has across the board benefits, obviously for our health, um, but definitely promotes solid sleep. So 
um, that is, that's a huge one as well as just exercising and finding time to move in the day. Um, I mean, we've already talked about the caffeine intake, being aware of it, especially if it's, if you're struggling with sleep and if caffeine affects you, um, like being aware of it, which is, it's interesting because if you're struggling with sleep, you're probably tired. So what do you do? You go grab the Red Bull, right? Or you drink a bunch of coffee. So it's just, it's a hard cycle sometimes probably to get out of, but, um, that, that approach of just, I'm tired. So I just need more caffeine and, and you're struggling with sleep. Like it's never going to work out. It's not sustainable. It's going to cause, you know, that longer term sleep deprivation. So keeping an eye on the amount of caffeine intake is probably important, especially like you said, later in the day. Um, and I, th- I thought this one was very interesting too. Um, <laughs> Don't eat too late. I mm-hmm. guess maybe this is something people knew. I didn't really ever know this. I'd never thought about this. I've always heard don't eat too late because you're going to gain a lot of weight because your body, like your, <laughs> because of your metabolism. But I'm now hearing it as it affects sleep. Like if you eat too late in the day, it can be hard for your body to fall asleep because your like body is digesting you know, a big meal or a dinner. And so they say to try to avoid late dinners and especially to, you know, avoid like fatty foods, spicy foods, anything that's going to cause your body to work harder to digest. Um, you know, and for a million reasons, they're like, if you need an evening snack, get something light, get something healthy. So, um, those were just some of the daytime activities that I read about some that I had heard of before, but some that I hadn't. So again, if you are struggling in this area, or if you just don't feel like you're getting quality sleep at night, you know, Brooke had some great tips for, you know, the nighttime routine. Um, and then those were the things that I shared were things that you can consider for actually during the day. Um, but Brooke, I know you mentioned earlier, you know, if, if, if there's like a, a really significant sleep problem, is there any, you know, any recommendations that you'd have for that? I know you mentioned the sleep study, which is great. Um, but any other things you'd recommend or just any final thoughts before we sign off here? No, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, if you run through all those things and there's always people that are like, I've been trying to figure out my sleep and, you know, they are the opposite of me, which is great. Please be the opposite of me in this. Um, (laughs) You know, I just truly, before I would dive into medications, right. And introducing all of that, I absolutely would let your medical professional know, like I am struggling with sleep and I want to figure this out as holistically as possible and see a sleep specialist. That's literally all they do. Mm Right. And their and their response to that is typically not going to be medication first unless it makes sense or it's going to be a very intentional medication. Um, the other part would be for the love of all that is holy. This is my do not feel judged if you take this. I'm just telling you what the results are um, is to not get on addictive sleep medication if at all possible. The results of, you know, Ambien and Latuda. And what are some the more of, common ones? Mm hmm. Yeah, the Ambien, yeah, and the Latuda, they cause, they just have so many side effects (laughs) that are just not great, you know, plus the potential for, you know, addiction to that. The the point is to try and figure out how to have healthy sleep hygiene without having to force your body into it, right? Um, And some people, it just is what it is. Like, again, there's no judgment, but that is a last resort. Uh, I think you and I've had very lengthy conversations about these medications and, and what they can do. And it's just, Mm -hmm. um, it's just really, it's really important. And sometimes, and and I'll be honest with you, you have a doctor that that's the first thing they do is go, well, let's put you on uh, a medication that's addictive and, or has a lot of side effects. I would maybe consider another medical Mm -hmm. professional for this and at least be like, Hey, why don't, Mm -hmm. why don't you refer me to a sleep specialist? And, and have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's worth the time and the effort to do it. It really is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> for, we did it. We talked about sleep, Melanie. <laughs> you did it. I did it. I was literally oh. just about to say that very thing. Like, Brooke, you mm-hmm. did it. And listen, yeah. I've got it marked down now. We did a podcast on sleep. We mm-hmm. will never do it again. Okay. For you. Great. Thank just you. Just for right. you. We'll never, I'll never force else. you to do this again. Yeah. I was just thinking how glad I am that we do not post the video recordings of this, <laughs> of my facial expressions through 
maybe this entire um, series, but no, honestly, this is a, this is very much a uh, do as I say, not as I do situation. Like sleep is very important. And, um, and it is interesting, the belief systems that we have around it, you know, and the structure that we have around it and how we do not prioritize it and figure out what we need. And so, uh, yeah, from, from the healthy place in my heart, wherever that is, I really encourage you know, um, everyone to take this seriously and you know what, if you do, then I will. Um, so, you know, you lead by example and I'll follow. There you go. So <laughs> there you go. Basically what we're asking for are any words of encouragement or, uh, thoughts of accountability or anything that you want to provide back to us. You can email us at mercy talk at mercy com, and it'll just go straight to Brooke. We can send it straight to her. Uh, no, but seriously, I mean, we're always encouraging you um, as listeners, if you have thoughts or questions about anything that we've discussed, um, definitely if you ever have ideas for future podcast topics, as I said before this show, this was not an idea that either you or I had. I know that someone gave us this idea. I honestly don't remember who, but we love hearing your ideas um, for our podcast. And so please always uh, send those to us as they come to you. Again, mercy talk at mercymultiplied.com. We just hope you enjoyed this conversation today. Um, as always, if the content in these podcasts has been helpful for you, we would be so, so grateful if you would help us out by rating the show, writing a review, wherever it is that you listen, that just really helps to get this podcast in front of more people. So um, we are thankful that you've joined us. If you want more information about Mercy Multiplied, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us today.